Matthew chapter 17. I kind of want to change directions a little bit. We've been in a series called Changing My World. If you missed any of them, you need to get online and check them out. Um, basically follows the premise that we know we're all here to make a difference, be a difference. But many times we get focused on changing what's around us rather than changing what's in us. And, uh, you know, we, we find ourselves living in a world and a culture of critique and criticism, complaint, uh, when many times the very things that we are critiquing and criticizing and complaining about are, are within our domain and within our, within our authority to change, to renew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, can we kick those lights on? You can't put the other ones on? If you can't put them all on, that's... Let's turn it on. Let's, let's do that. We install some lights. Now all your sin will be revealed. Whatever you were hiding in here before, we can see it in plain sight. And that's only half of them. I'm sure they can... There they are. It's like the glory cloud in here, man. Woo! That's all we needed? Hallelujah. So we got some lights installed. We do not have the capacity to dim them. We can leave them on. Leave them on. Let, let, the, let the glory. Let the glory. It, it's, it's so crazy how it plays with your eyes. Uh, uh, what in the world were we living in the little cave before when you could do that? And that's only half of what the, what the housings can handle. We could do twice as much, uh, but we'll wait for heaven to, to get that bright. I don't want to send anyone to Jesus yet. Uh, but we're going to be working on the capacity to dim them. And then our stage lighting did not arrive this week. Hopefully it'll arrive this coming week. Um, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Keep believing. Keep pressing. Keep sowing. Amen. Uh, that makes all this possible. Matthew chapter 17, if you will. I can see my Bible. I was just quoting the scriptures by by the Holy Spirit. He was having to give me discernment. Some of y'all weren't even in the right book before. Now you can turn to the right book. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 17. Kind of want to turn a corner here and um, I don't know that this will be a series, but I just want to minister to our faith today. Amen. Faith has to be built. Faith has to be built. And um you know, I think a lot of times when we have this idea, this, 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 uh, I don't know, idea that, that faith is a moment thing. Um, uh, and, and you see a lot of miracles and you see a lot of signs and wonders that took place in the Bible instantly, right? This instantaneous thing. But what a lot of times what we miss is what happened behind the scenes, and we, we miss the development of what got a person there. We, we read stories about a woman with an issue of blood that pressed into a crowd and, and uh, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and what? She was instantly, immediately made. But, but if you read before that, you find out that she heard about Jesus. I said she heard about Jesus. 
and, and you find out that she was having conversations with herself, weird stuff, like if I, if I just touch, I know, I know if I can just touch the hem, well, what, what is all that? All that is, is the building of faith that got her to the position that when she applied the faith, she would receive. So faith has to be built. Faith is not uh, this, this momentous, miraculous thing. Faith is a process. Faith is a process. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20, Jesus says, so Jesus said to them, because of your what? Unbelief. So that's, that's doubt. That's not faith because faith is believing. So doubting is not believing or unbelieving. Faith, because of your unbelieving, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, the tiniest, the smallest of all seeds, So it's not about the size of the faith, but he says, if you have the faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. We should be living in the impossible. We should be living in what cannot be done on our own. He says, if you have the faith, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Now, the issue with this is that a seed alone doesn't help anybody. A seed is ultimately designed to become what? A tree or a plant. And when it's in its tree state, when it's in its mature state, when it is in its fully developed, fully developed state, that is when we begin to get the results. I think some of us are, are, are getting discouraged because we are expecting results from a seed that we're only supposed to be getting from a tree. You don't pick fruit off of seeds. You don't go out into a field of seeds and harvest the seeds and get the product that the seed was designed to produce in its seed form. Inside of every seed is the potential, is the capacity to become a plant, to become a tree, to become something that can in turn produce a harvest or give you something. And so many of us are only in the seed form of our faith. And Jesus is identifying here, this is where you start. You start with a seed. You don't get the tree without planting the seed. So why are we expecting trees when we haven't taken time to plant the seed? This is really applicable to much of life. Much of what we expect in life, we are given seeds, and then God expects us to plant them to produce what we really need. The seed is not what I need. Look at your neighbor. Say, I don't need a seed. Say, I don't need a seed. I, uh, seeds don't help me. I don't know about you. The only kind of seeds I like are sunflower seeds. When you go up, when you grow up on a baseball field and you play enough baseball, you learn to choose some sunflower seeds. And then you get them in the ranch flavor and the barbecue flavor and, and you got the pot, the wad in the back pocket and you can eat them while you're out on the field. It's easy. That's not the only seeds I like. Other than that, seeds don't help me. But it's where I start. It's where I start. 
And so there's, there's a process to developing faith. There's a process to seeing faith produce the results in our lives to live a faith-filled life. Do you believe that it is, it is necessary for the believer to live by faith? Is that what the Bible says? The just shall live by what? Live by faith. That means they make their living off of faith. Off of believing what I cannot yet see, what I do not yet see. And so faith is a belief in a, in a potential. Faith is a belief in what I do not see, but yet I will see. Faith is, is, is believing simply in the unseen. The unseen. I ministered a message years ago, the unseen principle. The unseen principle. And when we, when we get stuck living our lives only by what we see, we'll never produce the real harvest that God intended for us to produce. When a, when a farmer goes out and scatters seed, he doesn't see it as just seed, but he sees it as a harvest. He sees it as the crop which he is intending to, in several months, over time, through a process, receive a harvest. He doesn't see seed, he sees cotton. He doesn't see seed, he sees apples. He doesn't see seed, he sees corn. He doesn't see seed, he doesn't see the seed. Why? Because he lives with a different potential capacity. With a different idea of what is in my hand will not stay the way it is in my hand. And this is how God intended for us to live. He says you only have to have faith as a mustard seed. So this is the thing, it's really not about the seed. It's really not about the seed. But there's a few other factors that I want to look at today that I believe can help us walk by faith, live by faith. When the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight, the opposite of faith is sight. The opposite of your faith today is what you already see. That's where most people live, in the capacity of the possible. Did you know that possibility is a limit? Possibility is a box, and many people live in the box of possibility. They, they live by what they see. So what they see today in their marriage is the way it's always going to be. And what they see today in their finances is the way it's always going to be. And what they see in their mind today is the way I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm concerned, there, there's no way out. And they, they have the seed in their hand. But when you reject the seed... You reject the tree. When you reject the seed, you reject the tree. God always gives us what we need. Many times in the, in the form of what we don't want. This is what Jesus, this was the whole life of Jesus. The reason why so many people missed out on the life of Jesus was because he came in the form of a seed. And they wanted a tree. Are you hearing me today? They missed the tree because all they had was seed. See, God gives you what you need to get started, but he will not do the whole project for you. And if you need a table, he's given you a table. It's just in the form of a tree 
and you go make the tree, you go make the table. See, God gives you the, the essence. God gives you the, the substance. God gives you the, the, the ingredients, if you will. You remember the, the, the widow woman with Elijah? Elijah shows up at her house. And she's what? She's picking up sticks and, and she's getting ready to make the last meal for her and her son. That's her, that's her outlook on life. That's all she sees. I'm going to make one last meal. And I'm going to die. And then Elijah shows up and he says, make me a cake. And she says, I don't have a cake. All I have is some sticks and some flour and some oil. Well, when you put the ingredients together, what do you get? You get a cake. I wonder what we have the ingredients to in our lives that God's asking us to put together to make the product that will feed us and that will bless us and that will be the thing that we need. You you have what you need. It's just in the form of a seed. It's in the form of the ingredients. And now we've got to put it together by faith. It, it, it's dangerous when we live a life for the end goal. When we live a life for the product of a thing rather than the process and don't abandon the process because you don't like the product. Number one, we see here in Matthew chapter 17. We can identify this if faith comes as a seed. uh, What's the first thing you have to do with the seed in the production process? You have to plant it. So. It must be planted. And there's a few factors about planting. I just want to help open our eyes today to the process of the development of faith. It's not in a moment. The miracle may be in a moment. But there's a lot of work that got them there. You can win the championship in a moment. But there was a lot of work behind the scenes that you did not see. That got you there. I want to I want to take you behind the scenes, if you will. I want to I want to open up the curtain and show you everything that's making this thing work. And the first thing we see is that a seed must be planted. I think I identified this a few weeks ago by the Holy Spirit, that planting and burying seem like much the same process, but they are not. Both go into the ground. Both go into a place where I cannot see. Both uh, undertake a lot of pressure. The ground is, is on top. The ground is, is, is the pressure on top of the seed. And, and I don't see it. And you don't know what's going on. Even, the, even Jesus said a parable that, that a farmer sows a seed and he wakes up the next morning and there's a harvest, but he doesn't know how. And the planting is the I don't know how. Anybody been in the I don't know how situation? A couple of you will be honest with me today. The rest of you have figured out life. We need to have a meeting after church. I've been in a lot of situations. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know. It's, it's, it's invisible. And what is invisible to me seems impossible. I can't see it. The seed goes in the ground. And I don't know what it's doing down there. But you know what is different? The, the difference between planting and burying 
is what I believe it will do. It's my expectation. Because when I bury something, I put it in the ground, I leave it, and I never come back. When I plant something, I put it in the ground, and I come back. Because there's more work involved. And I wonder if some of us have buried our faith rather than planted it. We've buried it because we say, okay, God, I I believe you. I don't know what to do. I, 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 I believe you. And then we walk away and we never come back to it. We never come back to it. We never check on it. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. See, if, if you're in a situation today and you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to make this marriage work. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this anxiety. I don't know how I'm, I'm going to stay Faithful and consistent at this job where I'm repeatedly abused. I I don't know how I'm going to overcome an addiction. I don't know how I'm going to become the man of God I'm supposed to be. I don't know how I'm going to start that business that God has laid on my heart. There's a lot of I don't know hows. And it's not until you get there that you can really enter the process of being planted. You've got the seed on the soil expecting it to produce. And the seed doesn't produce in your hand. And the seed doesn't produce... In your mind. And the seed doesn't produce in your you having to know everything. The seed doesn't produce in your reasoning. And the seed doesn't produce. There are certain areas where a seed will not produce. You can't just lay seed wherever you want and it's going to do something. When you plant the seed, what you're doing is you're taking the seed. And you're putting it in an environment conducive for its growth and for its health. Your faith has to be placed in an environment conducive for growth. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. You know where most of us mess up is right here. Now, I like how it says faith comes by hearing and then it just puts a comma. Because really you could put a period. The only reason why we have in hearing by the word of God is because we want to specify what kind of faith you get. But I can tell you today, you can put a period at the end of so then faith comes by hearing and whatever you are hearing, you're ultimately building faith in. Did you hear that? You build faith in whatever you hear. That is the principle you cannot avoid. You cannot divert. You cannot get away. If you, whatever you are putting in your ears and whatever you are putting in front of your eyes and whatever uh, uh, you are making a, a part of your environment, that's where you're growing. And if you don't like what's growing in your field, take a look at what you've been planting. Don't complain about The weeds growing in your field when you've been planting. Faith comes by hearing. We have more faith in CNN than we do in the word. I heard someone say one time, I can't believe I can't, you know, we can't truly believe everything in the Bible is correct because it was written by man. But yet you believe every single thing you hear on the news and you take it as fact. And that was written by man. 
Come on. You build faith where you hear. This is the planting. So if you don't like what you're seeing, start with what you're hearing. Come on, you got to track this thing all the way back. Ever had to troubleshoot something? It doesn't work. You're not getting the result that you expected. And so now we're having to track the thing back. You're going, you're, you're, you're crossing your steps and you're, you're taking a look at, okay, where, where did it slip? Where did I miss? What's not connected right? What's not working? We did a lot of troubleshooting. We're still in troubleshooting phase with a lot of this stuff. That's technology for you. Troubleshoot. Even if it means going back to the invoice and looking, did you even get the right thing in the first place? And some of us need to go back to the invoice of the word of God and say, man, I, I, I didn't get what I, what the word says, so there's a disconnect somewhere. Because this is truth. Just because your life doesn't reveal it doesn't mean it's not true. That's why you can't live by experience. You live by the word. If experience becomes your expectation, expect this and expect this. But when you get planted in the word of God, then I know my source is good. My source is good. And what the doctor says doesn't change the source. And what the economy says doesn't change the source. And what it looks like right now doesn't change the source. If I'm not getting this, then there must be a disconnect somewhere. The, the, the whole reason this conversation even came up with Jesus is because uh, a, a man came to Jesus' disciples and asked them to heal his, his, his paralytic son, his demon-possessed son wasn't a paralytic. This was a, a demon-possessed son that would throw himself into fires. And so they came to Jesus and said, what, what, what's the problem? They're troubleshooting. We prayed. We believed. And his answer was, you don't have enough faith. There, there's there's, a, there's a, a screw loose in the faith arena. If we're not getting the results... We believe we should see. Then we need to check our faith. That's where he goes. And he says, no, no, no. It, you only need faith as a mustard seed. Faith comes by hearing. Some of you are getting mustard seeds today. You've got to start somewhere. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Faith comes by hearing. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to check what you're Hearing. What you're hearing ultimately is what you're planting. So if we're not getting the harvest we want, let's start with the hearing. Let's start with the hearing. Secondly, once faith is planted, it becomes rooted. Right? You ever tried to pick apples off of a seed? Doesn't work. It's got to become a tree. But how do we get to the tree? Well, the first thing we need is it needs to become planted. So we, we, get the, we get the seed in an environment conducive for growth and conducive for health. Some of you might need to change who you hang out with. 
Oh, don't mess with my relationships. Fine. Then you can stay stuck where you're at. Because many times you become a product of your environment. I'm telling you, God will mess with stuff. Did you know that? He will mess with all of it. He will mess with, with your Facebook and he will mess with your friends. He will mess with your movies. He will mess with your music. He will mess with the stuff that you do on a daily basis. He will mess with your routines and your familiarity. And, and he'll mess with, with the, your comfortability. God will mess with stuff. You got to mess with it to change it. You got to confront it. What you don't confront, you will never change. I wish that we could just get to a place as a church and as believers where we would allow God to mess with our stuff. And we wouldn't deter the miracle because it didn't come the way we wanted it. Don't be Naaman. Don't be a Naaman. Come to the prophet and say, heal me. Touch me by the power of God. And I know I'll be here. That's that's some faith, right? That's faith. You ever tried telling God how to fix your problem? Not just what problem to fix, but how to fix it. He usually doesn't follow your instructions. Thank God he doesn't use our instructions. Could it be possible that he's got a bigger picture? A bigger perspective. Could it be possible that when you're down in the, in the muck, in the mire, but he's sitting out on top and he can see exactly where we need to go to get out. Could it be possible that the second we relinquish control and yield to the Holy Spirit, that he can do what he needs to do? The prophet didn't even come out to Naaman. What an insult. A mighty man, a, 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 a soldier. Have won many. You don't just you don't just send a servant and say and, and give instructions. You come out and you greet him. Naaman even came with gifts because many times we come to God with what we already have. And God is saying, if what you already had could fix the problem, then it would have already fixed it by now. Maybe it's that nothing that we already have will be able to fix the situation, but that we need to listen to what God has to say about the situation. Go, Naaman, and dip in the Jordan River seven times. What? Are you kidding me? I'm willing to give you money, wealth, clothing, and all you have from me is go dip in a dirty river seven times. We dismiss the process. We we dismiss the process and we miss the product. Thank God he didn't stop there. Thank God he listened. Thank God that he listened and went and did just as the prophet had told him. All right, where are we at? Faith is planted. We got to get it in the environment, but once it is planted, it must become rooted. Must become rooted. How does this come? I've, I've got to start ministering to it. I've got to start. See, when something is rooted, it becomes fed. So are we feeding our faith? Faith comes by hearing. But I've got to keep continuously staying in that place. And then I have to stay off of it. Now, what happens when you become rooted? When you become rooted, you become fixed and immovable. And you become a part 
See, see, so many times when we're in a faith fight, we're in a faith fight that is that is giving and, and trying to do stuff. And, and that's why I asked, have you ever tried to pick fruit off of a seed? Because it doesn't work. You can't be giving away what you do not yet have. So where's all the focus? All the focus is on being fed and being fed. Then I've gone into hospital rooms where people have gotten a terrible diagnosis and the, and the TV is just blaring and just running with just junk. And you may not think it's junk. And honestly, I may not always think it's junk. But at the time and at the moment, it's junk. It's not doing anything to get you out. You are not feeding yourself. Feed. I mean, we eat every day. We know how to feed ourselves. We eat. We know how the process works. We know how you get nutrients or whatever you want to call it into your body and it becomes energy and it becomes. And so, you know, when I'm tired, man, maybe it's just I haven't eaten yet. My body has physically responded to me not eating. I was Camden was y'all got to pray for me. I'm, I'm I'm by myself this week. My, my wife is on a girl's trip. My wife is on a girl's trip, and um, so it's just me and Camden. Me and Camden. So I woke him up this morning. You going to prayer, bro? You ain't staying back today. You coming with me to prayer? So we got up early. Early for for him on a weekend, I guess. And he said, we're going to eat breakfast. I said, yep. So he goes to the kitchen, starts. I said, we're not eating here. We got to go. I don't this, this ain't, you know, sit down, watch a show, and we're not taking our time with this. We got to go. We're going to hit something on the way. He said, what? I said, we're going to Starbucks. <laughs> I'm getting my coffee, and you're getting bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. So we picked him up a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. And so he asked me, he said, well, where's your breakfast? I said, it's in this cup right here. <laughs> That's what I need. I don't need supply I, I need caffeine. That's that's what we need right now. Don't ask any more questions until I've had three more sips of this. Sit there and be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. He said, well, why don't you eat breakfast? I can't eat breakfast. I, I, I'm just not really a breakfast guy. I'm just not. Any breakfast people here, you just, you gotta, you gotta love those big. I mean, people have breakfast for lunch and dinner and I do love breakfast for dinner. I will go to Cracker Barrel at six o'clock at night and I will get pancakes and eggs and the whole the whole nine yards. But but we, we've got to feed our spirit. Get the nutrients in. An area where you are dim- diminished, an area where you are depleted is an indicator where you're not being fed accurately. I mean, even even in our daily life, you know, there's a lot of attention to health and that kind of thing. And, and people are looking at, yeah, we're eating, but we're not we're still not getting the nutrients and the minerals and, and, and the carbs or, you know, whatever else. I don't understand all that stuff, but whatever it else, whatever else that your body literally needs. If you need faith for finances, healing scriptures aren't going to be what you need. <laughs> And I, I've seen people, man, they've got a wealth of scriptures in the healing arena, but they're diminished in the finance arena. Or they've got a wealth of scriptures in the anxiety and the peace arena, but, but they're not doing really well in the, in the health arena. Physical health. 
So you've got to have a plethora. You've got to know the scripture for the scenario or season that you're in. So when that seed is planted, you don't just walk away and leave it. All right, it's in its environment. We got it in there. No, no, no. You got to go back and you got to water it. And you got to make sure the soil is, is conducive for the roots to go in. But this is why you need roots, because something will come along to shake you. When, when I help people through challenges, probably the, the, the greatest misconception is after I meet with my pastor, things get worse. They should be getting better, right? I mean, we set the meeting. We're meeting with, with Pastor Mark and Pastor Ashley, and, and everything is up and to the right. Nope. And many times I have to tell them, now, don't be concerned if things get worse after we leave here. Because sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Why? Because it's faith. It's faith. It's not faith in the meeting and it's not faith in, okay, God, I'm, I'm doing it all. I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm, I'm, I'm applying it, you know, and I'm, I'm reading those scriptures. No, no, no. It's a faith fight because it's happening where you cannot see it. So don't get concerned after watering it a little while that, the, that nothing's coming through the ground. It's getting roots down. It's becoming fixed. So when things start to turn, things go sideways, things come against. Now you've got something to stand on and now you're grounded and now you're fixed. And now you're you're focused on what is at hand. And man, I may not see the answer yet, but I'm applying and I'm doing the principles that I know will cause the blade to come through. So you've got to become rooted. Got to become rooted. When we become planted, we get in the environment. When we become rooted, we put down roots and we become fixed and grounded in what we believe and fixed and grounded. So that when life comes, Matthew chapter 13 talks about this. Look at Matthew chapter 13. I've, I've really come to learn or, or really come to love the agricultural aspect of the kingdom of God. Especially after living in a community like this that is so driven by agriculture. We're about to hit harvest time, aren't we? Peanuts coming in, pecans coming off, uh, uh, you know, we've got cotton coming up out of the ground. I mean, we are in a harvest season as a community. You could just drive down the road and see it. But there's something that got them to the harvest. There's something that got them. There's a process. And, and really, I would like us to, to shift where, where building faith is a proactive thing, not a reactive thing. After you get in the trial, that's when we start trying to build faith in that arena. But what if we were doing this consistently? I mean, it'd be pretty scary for Van to, to go out to his, his crops at harvest. Oh, dang, man, I, I was supposed to have planted this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's October. And you know what's interesting is there are seasons conducive for planting, and then there are seasons conducive for harvesting. And many times it'll be difficult to get a crop 
plant it when you're supposed to be pulling it out of the ground? You can't just plant stuff whenever you want. And a lot of times we end up trying to do a lot of back work because uh, uh, we get a diagnosis in our body. And now all of a sudden we're trying to load up on what the word says about healing and trying to get our mind turned over that God is my victor. God is my supply. God is my protector. God is my healer. When we could have been there. So when the diagnosis hits us, it doesn't move us. Whoa. That's not exciting. I don't want to hear that. But I know what the word says. I know what the word says. Matthew chapter 13, verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. So if you leave it on the surface, it gets plucked up. I'm sowing seed today. And when you are receiving seed. For a scenario or a situation that you're in, when you want to build faith and you're doing the planting process, don't just scatter the seed. This is showing that there's got to be intentionality behind receiving the word. Behind planting the word. Be intentional with it. Because the enemy comes and he snatches it away. Verse 20, he who receives the seed on stony places, he hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Man, that, those, there's a lot of those. We're in service, man, and we're shouting, we're believing, we're, 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 we're receiving the word. Man, it's just what I needed. Immediately, we receive it with joy, but he has no what? Root in himself. So he only endures for a while. We endure until about 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Or we endure until we get to work on Monday morning. Or we endure... Until the next report comes that isn't in line with what the word of God says. Or we endure until he treats me like that again. Or we endure until, until that relationship goes south. Or we endure until our mind is overtaken because we didn't have a root. He endures only for a while when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. The confusion is that we think because I came to church, everything should be okay. He, <clears throat> he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So, so far we have three, three scenarios where the person heard the word. Don't be confused that because you heard it, it's producing. Just because you hear the word doesn't mean you can harvest it. Are you hearing me today? I'm, I'm scattering the seed. I'm, I am, I'm planting the seed in your minds and in your hearts. And it's your, it's your obligation. It's your responsibility. That's why we, we have these note cards out here. To help those of you that, that haven't quite gotten in the habit of taking notes. And I'm not noticing right now. I'm not looking around saying who's taking notes and who's not. That's, that's for you. Because it's not the word that you hear that changes your life. David said, I hide your word in my heart 
The word should not just be heard. It should be hid. Hid. So what, what you do with the word right now determines what you'll do next with the word. You can't recall a word that you don't remember. You can't recall a word that you're not watering. You can't recall a word that you're not feeding. But man, I, I, I know there's some people, man, I, you know they're in faith for something. It's evident they're, what they're believing for. It's written on them. You, it's, it's all they talk about. It's what they're sharing. Uh, you, you can see the faith fight that they are in because they are applying it and they're, they're watering it and they're feeding the word. Feeding the faith. Because it's planted and then it becomes rooted so that it can be fixed. And the third thing that we see is that, the, is that faith becomes harvested. Harvested. There comes a time where you have to get a return off of what you've invested. And... If we have planted the word and then we allow the process of being rooted. See, this is where the process comes into place. This is where the process, because you're not going to fix your issues. You're not going to fix your situations. You're not going to fix the challenges and the trials by sitting in, in, in a, a service uh, that, that, that today we want to be shorter and shorter and shorter. The capacity to even receive the word uh, in people's lives is becoming more and more diminished. We're timing our services. We can spend three hours in a movie theater feeding our flesh a bunch of garbage, but we can't spend the time that we need to spend in the word feeding our spirits. And then we wonder why we're diminished. Because we eat more dessert than we do the nutrients of the word. And even in the word, you've got to be sure to, to focus. There are some aspects of the word that cannot help your situation. There are some people that only want to hear all the, the great victory verses. But there is a lot of fight and trial verses. There's a lot of endure until the end verses. There's a lot of uh, you, 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 you overcome Verses, but there's also a lot of you, you strive and you stand against the wiles of the devil. So we could get all the, the shout verses and we can get all the, all the verses that appeal to our flesh and that, that comb over, but then there comes a time where you need the meat of the word. There's milk of the word and then there's meat of the word. And there, are some that they have milked the word for all the milk that they can get, and they're still they, they're they're twenty five years in the faith and still living off of milk. I mean, if you made the the connotations between what it looks like in the natural for an eighteen year old high school graduate to be doing stuff that two year olds do. If you showed an 18-year-old sitting at a kitchen table taking the spaghetti in front of him and pouring it on his head, we'd all think, you know, what an idiot. And probably who are his parents. <laughs> that would be a problem. 
if I'm still eating with my hands and I haven't learned how to use a fork and a knife. It's a problem when I'm still drinking out of a baby bottle. But in the, in, 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 in the spiritual, in spiritual growth and spiritual development, we just turn the other way. Where's the discipleship? Where's the growing up? Where's the encouraging and the developing of the body of Christ? It doesn't say, uh, go ye into all the world and make converts. It says, go ye into all the world and make disciples. Where we learn, see, a lot of us have been adopted into the family, but we haven't adapted into the family. We just, we cross the line and we stop. We get in the family, but no, there's an adapting. You've got to adapt to the new culture. That's why it's called fruit of the spirit, not fruit of your flesh. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I know I'm a believer and I'm supposed to be more kind to people, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm working on being kind. Well, that's where you went wrong. Because it doesn't say fruit of your labor. It doesn't say fruit of working harder at this thing. It says fruit of the Spirit. You've got to have a relationship with the Spirit of God, with the Holy Spirit. And He's the one that produces kindness in your life. It's fruit. So guess what? If you're not seeing the fruit, look at what the, is being planted. So now we're in the harvest process. And the harvest process is a process. I've said this before, but harvesting a crop is the hardest part. That's where the most work entails. There's some of these guys, I won't see them for a few months. You won't see them for a few months. Because they are going to be harvesting. Me growing up in the spirit world, I thought harvesting was just, you know, Pulling your hands out and then the, the blessings of God just falling on you. Okay, I, I'm receiving a harvest. No, no, no. I'm receiving a harvest. I'm working. I'm grinding away. The hardest work is when you're the closest to receiving what you need. So we've got some misconceptions. We've, we're, we're confused on what harvesting looks like and what bringing in the crop really looks like. You're going to put in a lot of work and you're going to grind it out and you're not going to focus on anything else for a long time and you're going to work from sun up until sundown and beyond and you're going to surround your people that are only going to help you get to the part, to the answer that you want and that you need. That's harvesting. And notice in all this, it's a process. I've just giving you a process by which a seed becomes a tree. But now this is what we need to apply to our faith. We have seeds. God has given you a seed to start with. Worship team, if you come. God has given us seeds to begin with. And we're not going to get any more until we use what we already have. Are we using what we have? Are we applying it? Are we living it? Are we, are we working it out in our life? We need to apply the faith that we have. Faith does not, see, this is the thing. Faith comes by hearing, but faith grows by doing. I said faith comes by hearing, but faith grows by doing. I'm just wanting to encourage your faith today. 
I'm just wanting to develop our faith today, work on our faith. We've got to have faith. We've got to believe. We've got to believe that what we do not yet see, we will. Are you with me? Stand up with me. Stand up with me. Stand up. I want want us to build our believers. Build our believers. Build the ability, strengthen the ability to fight the fight of faith. The Bible calls it a fight of faith. A fight. It's It's not a cakewalk. It's a struggle. But but see in the in the church world, we've identified struggle with losing. We've identified struggle with being beaten. But what I've noticed is that even the team that wins comes out looking tired and comes out having to fight just as hard as the team that lost. Struggle doesn't mean you're losing. Struggle doesn't mean you're not getting and not moving towards the process. There is a process to get to the harvest. I can't tell you it'll be today. I can't tell you it'll be this week. I can't tell you it'll be this year. But what I can tell you is you can do today what you can do today. And you can do this week what you can do this week. Some of you, you you might just be in the, the very initial steps of planting. I mean, man, I, I just got to get the word in me. Some of you might be in the rooted. I've got the word, but I haven't stayed in it and I haven't kept it, uh, you know, kept watering it and, and kept my mind fixed on it. I haven't gotten the roots down to where I won't be shaken or be moved. And then some of you might be in the harvesting. And where you thought you would be able to let up and just receive, now you're realizing I've got to put in the most work that I've put in this whole time. I'm that close, but I'm not going to miss my miracle because I'm not willing to work and endure until the end. 